This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. I'm still not ready to um, put the Claudine Gay Harvard fiasco to rest. And my old friend, dear friend, Heather McDonald, fellow at the Manhattan Institute, contributing editor at City Journal. Uh, her book is When Race Trumps Merit, How the Pursuit of Equity Sacrifices Excellent, Destroys Beauty, and Threatens Lives. Heather, first of all, Happy New Year, love. I appreciate it very, very much. Well, it's a great way to start the new year talking to you, Larry. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. You're great. You know, this is a brilliant, uh, this uh, op-ed piece you wrote, uh, a brilliant piece, a tough piece. Uh, Claudine Gay got her job because of her race. Uh, Gay plays the race card to the end. No white professor, even a female one, would have been elevated to the premier college presidency in the United States on so meager a research record. I mean, Heather, um, I guess one question is, what's Harvard going to do about it? Because you're writing that there's really no change. And I just want to add, I had a long talk um, on the TV show this uh, week with um, uh, Senator Tommy Tuberville, former football coach. He taught, you know, he coached at four or five major schools, big schools. And, you know, coaches are teachers. But his point about all this was, unless the board changes or resigns, there is never going to be any change, whether that's Harvard or whatever school. And I think that's what you're suggesting in your piece. Well, yes, because the board, in its uh, letter announcing the gay resignation, in insisted that uh, one of Harvard's main values is inclusiveness. Yeah. And inclusiveness, Larry, is simply a code for vast racial preferences. Any institution that is telling you that it is prioritizing inclusiveness or diversity, these are synonyms, is telling you that it is discarded meritocratic excellence. Because the sad fact of the matter is, is that you can have meritocracy or you can have diversity. You cannot have both, thanks to the size of the academic skills gap uh, between blacks on the one hand and whites and Asians on the other. And, uh, you know, I'll just give you some numbers. Numbers are hard to take in on the phone, but the average black SAT score on a 1,600-point scale of math and, and, and reading, 800 each, the average black SAT score is 926 on a 1,600-point scale compared to the Asian SAT score, which is 1,220. So this is vast. And if the Harvard Corporation is saying it remains committed to this ideology of diversity, which means elevating people on the basis of race, not their academic competence, it's, the, it's a regime of mediocrity, nothing will change. And, and so what has to happen, first of all, let's, you should not apologize for not wanting to move beyond Claudine Gay. Let us enjoy what's about to happen, Larry. When, when students come back to Harvard, there is going to be a revolt among the black students and their allies, the same intersectional coalition that has been 
promoting Hamas terror attacks, they will accuse Harvard of racism for getting rid of Claudine Gay, which is absurd. Uh, Harvard is pro-black in everything it does. Every, every hiring, faculty hiring search is all about trying to find remotely qualified blacks and females to hire. No college in this country, Larry, is discriminating against qualified blacks it does not happen. And yet Gay pretends that she's this courageous pioneer who has overcome the ongoing legacy of white supremacy. It makes me sick. What's got to happen to change this, Larry, is the country has to swallow hard and look at the extent of the racial skills gap and unmask the diversity ideology for what it is, which is covering up big academic problems that we've got and elevating mediocrity instead of excellence. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Now, this is so important, folks. I just want to say it again. So we're talking to Heather McDonald of the Manhattan Institute. Heather, is Harvard uh, just dissing the Supreme Court decision in validating racial preferences? Yes, it, it will diss it. And it announced this Lawrence Bacow, who is the president of Harvard, before Claudine Gay, when the decision came out in the summer, he basically said, we're going to do everything we can to exploit a loophole in the John Roberts majority opinion in the racial preferences case, which said, well, of course, we can't prevent you from, from looking at uh, how a student talks about race. And everything that Harvard has done since then has made it clear that it is going to continue uh, using race as a way to try to engineer its black population. The Har Harvard itself, Larry, in 2013 did a study of its admissions policies, and Harvard discovered that if it admitted on the basis of academic skills without racial preferences, without giving a boost to blacks simply for being black, it would, the, the black population would go from over 10% in 2013 to less than 1%. That that means that nine percent, like ninety ninety nine percent of all blacks at Harvard are there because of racial preferences. Mm. My God! And what about Heather? What about the anti semitism at Harvard? You know, I um, uh, I don't hear anyone still talking about that in the aftermath of uh, Gay's resignation. Well, you know, Larry, I'm going to be honest with you here. I think that is a phony issue. I think it's, it's a good way to get people's attention. But anti-Semitism on campus is simply a, a epiphenomenon of a much deeper problem, which is anti-Westernism. Mm. Jews are today reviled as the embodiment of Western civilization. It is Western civilization which is hated. Mm. You know, let's face it, Harvard is not literally anti-Semitic. Yes, the, the number of, of Jews have gone down at various schools like Harvard and University of Pennsylvania, not because Harvard is traditionally anti-Semitic, you know, with the WASP, oh, Jews are just not clubbable. 
No, it's because they're making room for underqualified blacks and Hispanics. And the irony is, of course, is that liberal Jews for decades have promoted racial preferences. They have taken the side of the left. They've got all these intersectional allies who are now turning on them and stabbing them in the back over Hamas. But the problem is not that Harvard is anti-Semitic. The problem is that Harvard believes that diversity and race should trump academic excellence. And your other point in here, which is so important, is that Claudine Gay, as an administrator and briefly as president, has put in and overseen and expanded this DEI system, which is essentially oh. unbreakable. She's been terrible, and, and she, she, she auditioned for the job when she was dean of the Faculty of Arts and Sciences uh, by announcing in the, in the usual post-George Floyd psychotic breakdown that took over all of American institutions in the summer of 2020, that she was going to make Harvard the premier anti-racist institution. Yeah. It has already made race and, and the fight against alleged white supremacy a lodestar, but it was going to get even worse under her, or better if you're an intersectionalist. Uh, and she, she was true to her word. Uh, the, the Harvard Corporation, in, in, in announcing her resignation, said, you know, she has taken our scholarship into new frontiers of research into inequality, which means racial inequality. Uh, and, you know, she, she instituted a, a real uh, reign of terror there. A physicist yeah. just said, you know, we're, we're operating in a police state here. Anybody yeah. who disagrees with the racial ideology is out. Heather McDonald, my God, so good, so tough. I love it. Heather McDonald, everybody, from the Manhattan Institute. Uh, take a look at this column. It's unbelievable. Onward with inclusiveness. Thank you, Heather Love. Talk soon. Folks, we'll take a break. On the side of the break, we're going to do some stock market work. I'm Kudlow. My God. Harvard, DEI. What a big mess. Whoa.